0: It would be nice if every American knew our history, knew the story of our founding, who our founding fathers were, the pivotal moments and consequential people along the way. But unfortunately, that just isn't the case anymore. History has been been put on the back burner in public schools, and and what is being taught is skewed by postmodern revisionists. History is also one of the subjects that homeschool parents seem to struggle with the most teaching their kids. And that is exactly why the history revolution exists. Our goal is to help fill that void that public education has created and also fill that void that homeschool parents struggle with and expose students to real American history. My name is Matt Gore, and and I want to welcome you to episode one of the history revolution. Today, we'd like to wish a happy birthday to Paul Revere. Now, before you start this episode, Please make sure that you go to thehistoryrevolution.com slash Paul Revere to download your free Paul Revere Podcast Companion Worksheet. See the link in the description um, down below. And now let's get started with the episode. Paul Revere was born December 21st, 1734 or January 1st, 1735. Now, this date depends on if you're using a Julian calendar known as the old style or a Gregorian calendar known as the new style. His father, Apollos Revoir, a French Huguenot, immigrated to America at the age of 13. His mother, Deborah Hichborn, was a descendant of English Puritan settlers. Paul was the third of nine children, and he was the oldest surviving male. He apprenticed as a silversmith under his father's tutelage until his father passed away when Paul was only 19 years old. Now, during the French and Indian War, for a short period of time, Paul was commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Massachusetts Artillery. After returning home from war, he began his silversmithing career in earnest. Paul Revere, Forensic Dentist Paul Revere was also known as an amateur dentist. In fact, he is referred to as America's first forensic dentist. In order to supplement his income in the tough economy following the French and Indian War, he began cleaning teeth as well as making false teeth from ivory or animal teeth. One of his customers was fellow patriot and friend, Dr. Joseph Warren. Dr. Warren was actually the person who sent Revere on his midnight ride, but we'll talk about that more later. Dr. Warren was commissioned as a major general in the Massachusetts militia, yet he fought as a private because of his lack of military experience. He fought in the Battle of Bunker Hill, where he died on June 17, 1775, defending his fellow militiamen. Fast forward nine months to March of 1776, and the British have evacuated Boston. Revere, along with others, went to the battlefield, hoping to identify those that had died, including Dr. Joseph Warren. During their search, they found a grave with two unrecognizable bodies. However, Revere was able to identify Dr. Warren by the walrus tooth and the wire that he had used to replace a missing tooth. Paul Revere had 16 children. 16! Can you imagine having 15 brothers and sisters? He and his wife, Sarah, had eight children together. Shortly after her death, he married his second wife, Rachel, who also gave him eight children. Political Activism Revere is most known for his political activism. According to the Central Intelligence Agency, or the CIA, Paul Revere founded the first Patriot Intelligence Network on record, a Boston-based group known as the Mechanics. Prior to the American Revolution, he had also been a member of the Sons of Liberty a political organization that opposed incendiary tax legislation such as the Stamp Act of 1765 and organized demonstrations against the British. In December of 1773, Paul Revere was among 50 men who dressed like Native Americans, snuck aboard ships in the Boston Harbor, and dumped 342 chests of British East India Company tea into the Boston Harbor. The Boston Tea Party was a protest of the Tea Act. It was an example of the colonists' commitment to the principles of no taxation without representation. Now, what is taxation without representation? England's war against France in the French and Indian War was very expensive. In order to pay off their debt and recoup some of the costs, the British Parliament began imposing new taxes, particularly on the American colonies. These taxes were exorbitant and pertained to almost every item that the colonists wanted or needed. Furthermore, there were laws that the colonists were barred from trading with other countries. This meant that they could only buy the highly taxed British goods. These taxes on the American colonies were passed in the British Parliament, where the colonies had no representation. In other words, the colonies had no one in Parliament to represent them no one to fight on the behalf of the colonists, no one to protest the unfair nature of the taxes. Therefore, the colonists were subject to taxation without representation. Beginning in 1774, the mechanics, also referred to as the Liberty Boys, spied on the British soldiers and met regularly in the legendary Green Dragon Tavern in Boston to share information. Paul Revere became known as the messenger of the American Revolution. He carried news of the Boston Tea Party to New York and regularly carried news and correspondence between Boston and the Continental Congress in Philadelphia. His engraving of the Boston Massacre spread far and wide to help rally the Patriots' cause. His engravings were regularly used in patriotic propaganda. Paul Revere's Ride What we know Paul Revere for most is his midnight ride to Lexington and Concord to warn that the British were coming. Funny enough, most of what we think we know about that night comes from a poem that was written almost 100 years later by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow called Paul Revere's Ride. So what do we really know about that night? For one thing, Revere was not alone. On April 18, 1775, Dr. Joseph Warren, who we discussed earlier, summoned Paul Revere and dispatched him to ride to Lexington to warn John Hancock and Samuel Adams. Hancock and Adams were leaders of the Sons of Liberty and were in fighting in Lexington. Dr. Warren's intelligence, or spies, told him that British troops were marching to Lexington to arrest the pair. It's now believed that that was actually untrue. Regardless, around 700 British troops were on the move and on a mission that night. One if by land, two if by sea. The Patriots devised a signal from the steeple of the Old North Church. Robert John Newman, the church sexton, along with Captain John Pulling, took two lanterns to the steeple of the church. Thomas Bernard waited outside in the street and kept an eye out for the British troop movements. The common myth is that Paul Revere was waiting on the signal from the lanterns before he rode, but that's, that's false. The lanterns were actually a backup in case Revere and others were captured or unable to leave the city because of all the British patrols that were swarming the area. They had picked the Old North Church because of its location and because it was one of the highest points in Boston that could be seen from far away and across the river in Charlestown the British are coming. Revere and fellow writer William Dawes set out at around 10 p.m. on different routes towards Lexington. They had to be very careful to avoid British patrols and loyalists between Boston and Lexington. Revere, who had crossed the river, had the shorter route. He arrived in Lexington first to warn Adams and Hancock of the British troops. Now, did he really go through the streets yelling the British are coming? Probably not. He was probably trying to be a lot quieter Um, and he probably didn't say the british are coming he probably said something more like the regulars are coming now Dawes had the longer land route from boston to lexington so once he arrived at the house where adams and hancock were staying he and revere both had something to eat and drink and then they set out towards concord it was believed that concord was also a target of the british Concord is where the Patriots had stockpiled many of their military supplies, including guns, ammunition, gunpowder, and even cannons. On the way there, they were met by a third rider, Samuel Prescott, who was also a member of the Sons of Liberty. The trio continued on to Concord. Unfortunately, they were intercepted by a British patrol. Now, luckily, Prescott and Dawes were able to escape right away. Revere was held and questioned by the patrol. He was also eventually released, but his horse was commandeered by the patrol. Dawes and Prescott continued on towards Concord, but unfortunately for Dawes, his horse was too tired to continue, and he actually fell off. Samuel Prescott, who no one remembers, was the only one who actually made it all the way to Concord to warn them of the British troops. After his horse was confiscated, Revere began walking back to Lexington just in time to witness the battle. The battles of Lexington and Concord were the first battles of the Revolutionary War and certainly considered the spark of the Revolution. During the war, Revere remained dedicated to the Patriot cause. He continued as a messenger and built a gunpowder mill in Canton, Massachusetts. He was also in the Massachusetts militia, but his military career is considered lackluster at best. After the war, Revere continued to grow his business as a silver and goldsmith, as well as starting an iron foundry. He began making bigger things like church bells, cannons, and working with copper. In fact, he opened the first copper mill in North America. He remained involved politically after the war as well. He was an ardent Federalist because he saw how the political system would have benefited smaller businesses like his. He even helped get the Constitution ratified in the state of Massachusetts. Revere lived to be 83 years old and died on May 10, 1818. His legacy, although a bit inaccurate, lives on to this day. Paul Revere was a great patriot, and his actions were pivotal to the founding of this great nation. I want to thank you for watching and listening to The History Revolution. Remember, go to thehistoryrevolution.com slash Paul Revere to download your free Paul Revere Podcast Companion Worksheet.